This is the week of November 11th, and this is MASHcast number 106. of the Mash Those Buttons MASHcast. I am Jarrett, and I'm here with Nick Zellenkevich. Hey, how's everybody doing? And Joel Couture. And a special screw you to whatever one of you toxic peons gave me friggin' head cold. So I've got the sniffles from someone at Halcon. I don't know who it was, but That's, I will punish I'm you. pretty sure it's more than one person. Those places are huge germ pools. You never go to a con without hand sanitizer. Yeah, that was my own stupid fault. And it's funny, because I literally just threw out the hand sanitizer I had from PAX. Yeah. Just found it in a drawer, and like, I'm never going to need this. Oh, Halcon, let's go down there. Hey, I'm Joel, you want to shake my hand, or just, you know, lick the side of my face, or something? I remember in PAX, I think it was 2011, mm-hmm. uh, or was it 2012, might have been 2011, um, uh, Mark, uh, what was his name, the guy who made, who made Firefall. Um, not the guy, but the, the, the Mark the, Wade was it. Was his last name Wade? Was it? I don't know. What, I'm thinking that. I don't know. The lead the the lead on Firefall before like he, he had this huge vet of hand sanitizer, and like for every interview that was coming up, he would like sanitize his hands and make you sanitize your hands. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? That's a real good call, man. That's Mark a real Kern, good Mark, call. Mark Kern? Is it Mark Kern? It might be Mark Kern. Oh, let me see. I have to see his picture. Hold on a second. Mark Kern. I do. Yeah, sorry. It is Mark Kern. So who's Mark Wade? I have no idea. Who is Mark Wade, Nick? He's an Eisner award-winning American comic book writer. Oh, well, uh, there you go. That's why you know. What comic does he write, Nick? Smart uh, ass. He is well known for his eight-year run as writer of the D- DC Comics title, The Flash. Ah, uh-huh. okay. there you go. So that was relevant for Nick. He's just still daydreaming about superheroes from our previous talk. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> no. right, but, uh, this is MASHcast number, was this, 105? 106? 105, 106. We 106. are all types of unprepared. We are sorry. <laughs> yeah, we are. We, this we is started the... talking about dumb crap and looking at the internet in general, and it sort of derailed everything we did that was even close to work. Yes. And now here we are. Without knowing a thing. Yes. So this is this is I just confirmed this is episode one oh six. And uh let's let's talk about what you guys been playing. Um let's start with you, Nick. Uh oh. Nick's excitement might have overtaken his games though. Yeah, I know, right? Well I, I can't say I really played anything uh much this week, but uh I did have the chance to um not really go to BlizzCon, but I did get the virtual uh the virtual ticket, so I got to watch BlizzCon, and it, it felt like I was there. Not really, but um, <laughs> no, uh, I did get to see uh, the the the, uh, the announcement for the new WoW expansion, Warlords of Draenor. 
Um, that looks exciting. We talk a lot about that in uh, Wow Talk this week. Um, so I'd recommend if you're interested in that, you can go listen to that. Um, but the other two, um, there were really what, three major, or four major focuses of uh, BlizzCon this year. Uh, the WoW expansion. Uh, there, there was a lot of talk about uh, the Diablo uh, expansion that's coming out uh, and how they're trying to uh, change change the loot uh, to kind of make the game uh, more rewarding at endgame and how they're trying to even improve it so that uh, there's a bit more randomness in where you're going at the end. Um, there's also the new class, the Crusader. I didn't really spend too much time watching that. Um, I did see, though, uh, Hearthstone, um, which they, they did announce uh, an open beta, but not starting as of BlizzCon, as a lot of people were, were kind of expecting and hoping. Um, they announced it that in December the open beta will begin. So um, presumably at some point before December, and that could well be the end of December or even January uh, as far as Blizzard's uh, timetables for stuff. Um, so the beta for that could, uh, or, or at least everybody who's opted in should be in, um, hopefully by mid-December, and then we'll see that happen. Um, but the other stuff that they announced for Hearthstone that looks exciting is there's going to be some PVE content. Uh, since right now everything is, is straight, straight up, uh, you know, one versus one matches, um, they're going to release uh, what they're calling adventures, where you'll, you know, go on uh, an adventure of playing some, you know, enemies, I guess, as far as they'll have their own deck, you're playing their deck. And as you beat them, you'll get cards from their deck so that when you finish the adventure, you will then have acquired all the cards from that set that you can then use uh, in your in your decks. Uh, so that looks exciting. Um, and then also they mentioned they're trying to re- rework some of the rank play and stuff. So that looks good. Um, the other thing at uh, BlizzCon that looked interesting was Heroes of the Storm. Um, and this was really the first year... Um, be, where it was really demoed much more than it had been in previous years. Um, and uh, it, they have 18 characters, and it's a MOBA, but there's going to be some other objectives within the MOBA. And I thought it was funny uh, during their presentation. I want to say it was it, was it uh, Dustin Brower who was, who was presenting, and he was struggling not to mention League of Legends, I felt. Because he kept going back to like you know like you know, we made Warcraft three and then the community came in and modded that and now we're we're doing our thing and I thought it was it was just kind of funny that like they didn't openly want to mention League of Legends by name I mean fundamentally it's in a way it is their legacy if you know if if you follow the uh, you follow the uh, the ancestry there but that I'm not I'm not good at mobas I've played League of Legends. Um, a handful of times. I played Dota a handful of times. I have sucked terribly at them. Um, this looks interesting, and I think there's enough twists on the genre that I think it may actually be able to get a foothold. Because uh, especially, too, I mean, with Dota and League of Legends fighting it out in there, it's weird to see Blizzard kind of coming into a venue not as one of the reigning behemoths, but as the upstart challenger. Um, I can easily see them getting a foothold and, 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 and running off with this. Um, I mean, and it could be, too. A lot of it is the BlizzCon sort of you know, group mind where everybody's looking at this shit and going like, Oh my God, this is amazing. Um, so we'll kind of see when it gets out to the broader market, but the, uh, you can opt into that beta now. Uh, it's not clear when the beta is exactly going to start, but, uh, as, as someone who, as someone who follows MOBAs, but doesn't really play them, it looks interesting to me. And the one thing I will say is if you are at all a fan of blizzard, you need to watch the cinematic trailer for heroes of the storm because that shit is epic. Yeah, even I was impressed by it, and I, I don't give a shit at all. I I, I didn't watch them, but I'm going to have to watch it soon. It, it's Super Smash Blizzard. Yes. <laughs> well, I'd rather them make a Super Smash Blizzard than a, 
a MOBA game. I don't think, I mean, it's going to do well because it's Blizzard, and of course it's going to yeah. be free to play, so people are going to play it. Well, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I don't think it's, I think it's going to, I think it'll give Dota more of a run for its money than LOL. Because there's a very, like, people, a lot of people play LOL because it's easier. It's the easiest out of all the MOBAs to play. And so, like, they, they like, I, I know a lot of people who are addicted to League of Legends. And then they go to play Dota. They're like, oh no, no, I don't, I don't want to play that. It's, it's too, you know, they don't, they like it's too hard. They, they, they don't like how, how it feels to play that game. Um, and I, it's not. I've had several league players admit that the game is definitely more difficult to play than League of, the League of Legends. But that's why I don't think the game is gonna really gonna touch League. The League is easier, so therefore it makes it uh, so that people. Um, well, it's easy. It's more easily accessible. This is easier, and also the money's in league. That's why the pros play league. Before league was had these big tournaments, like a lot of pro players, or I guess players you would consider top rank or pro, they were playing like other mobas. Like they were either playing Dota or they were playing like Heroes of New Earth. And the money that League of Legends was pulling in is what really pulled those players in. So, I mean, I guess I mean Blizzard is huge. Blizzard can if they wanted to they can start throwing tournaments as large as league of legends but that's going to put a huge financial burden on them that i'm not sure if they want to take before a company that has like over four thousand employees um that it definitely seems something that they can do but i don't think they will personally but we'll see I mean, i'll try it at least once i'm not a big fan of mobas like i used to play dota all the time and then uh i played league while <laughs> before before league of legends was free to play I was in that beta. I remember. I remember before League was actually free. Wait, uh, how much did you have to pay to get in the beta? I didn't have to. I got accepted into the beta. Oh. And then during the beta, they announced that League of Legends was going to be free to play, because originally it was going to be thirty bucks. Hmm. That's what here. Like here's a new Earth was thirty bucks, and then they eventually went free to play. And if you did pay the thirty bucks, like you had like uh you got like an advanced membership or something like that. Uh, but yeah, I was playing League back then, and then I got bored of it, and then I tried to go back to play it, and the changes that they made, it just made it annoying to play. Not to mention, when you have a low barrier to entry, and you just let anybody in, that that's there's a lot of people, a lot of annoying people get into those, a lot, get, get into the game that way, so, uh, that's it's like Call of Duty, like Call of Duty used to be great multiplayer, it used to be awesome to play multiplayer Call of Duty, now... Not so much, to be honest. It's like the biggest downfall of multiplayer are the people who play it. You know, if you ask me. But you know, somebody's playing it. Somebody likes it. Just not me. Though it's those people and their ilk. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but go ahead, Nick. You or were you finished talking about BlizzCon? No, that's that's pretty much it. As I said, really, the only thing I can come away with is just watch. If there's anything, just watch the trailers because. Blizzard, their 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 cinematics team is just amazing, and all their trailers are awesome. So just watch the trailers for everything, and it's you'll have a good day. That's true. I even like watching the WoW trailers. I don't play WoW. The WoW trailers are awesome. The WoW trailers yeah. make me want to play WoW, but yeah. then I remember why I stopped playing WoW. So, <laughs> so I, I I never get back into it. Well, maybe maybe if you're if you're listening to WoW talk, we'll we'll get you to play WoW. Uh, me- I don't know. You guys don't really PvP. You guys, all you guys do is, uh, well, you guys do a lot of raiding, which I don't like raiding. I kind of hate raiding, to be honest with you. 
Raiding bores the shit out of me. Is it because it sounds too much like Raiden? And you're thinking of uh, Metal no. Gear? No, that joke's not connecting, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> they just like, I don't know, like, getting a group together and fighting off a bunch of, you know, uh, NPCs in an RPG setting that, that bores me. Like, if it was like a hack and slash or... You know, like Left for Dead style shooter, or you know, a co-op like that. Like that's a different story. But like in an RPG setting, like nah, that doesn't it doesn't um it doesn't appeal to me. Like, that's why I don't I don't like raiding. Not to mention they take a long time. Uh, you know, you, you have to fill certain positions. Like, what if I don't feel like playing this this uh, specific character that day, but I signed up for the raid anyway? You know. Like it's my playtime, I should be able to do it how I want to, but that's just me. But that's why I don't read, and that's why I don't really play MMOs, except, I mean, I was, I, I still have my subscription to Final Fantasy. I was playing that game, and I was, I liked it, but then, you know, some you know, more games came out, and I've been busy playing those, but I do definitely want to go back to play Final Fantasy. Uh, but, uh, Joel, why don't you go ahead and tell us what you've been doing, what you've been playing. Uh, I hadn't been playing that much because of last week, just getting ready for Halcon, which is, uh, for Atlanta, Canada, it was a really good convention. Like, uh, even Atlanta Canadians don't think that too much exciting is going on around the Atlantic provinces. So, and going there was pretty nice. Cause I've been to, I've been to Fan Expo in Toronto before and then PAX, of course. And PAX is amazing. I mean, it, they don't compare, but Fan Expo in Toronto, I expect it to be much better, but there's barely any panels going on up there. Um, it was basically just a vendor floor and buying autographs from the celebrities. Like they barely had any Q and A's or anything with them. Like didn't do much with them. It was a terrible convention, but fan expo did a lot of neat stuff with it. They had, a, they had, uh, panels going on pretty much every hour. Almost all the celebrities did Q and A. And I, I don't know. I just had, I had a really good time there. I felt like I got my money's worth. Although they did have an interesting problem where they, uh, they sold uh, single day passes, but didn't put what day they were for on them. Right. <laughs> so a bunch of uh, industrious scammers did exactly what Nick thought of instantly, which is, why don't I use these every day? And the answer is, because then the fire marshal gets called and he throws everyone out. Which was amazing. I just hid out upstairs until they stopped throwing people out and <laughs> I managed to stay in. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so that was a bit of a mess, but there was some neat stuff going on, some neat like artwork and stuff. Like There was a guy hanging out outside. His name's Ryan something, but he did uh, canvas paintings of like 8-bit artwork that was really nice. He had a Mega Man X that was gorgeous, but I just did not have $500. So huh. it's a bit much, but again, gorgeous artwork. So it was a really good convention. So definitely going to head back and check it out next year, especially the, the pinball room they had. That was amazing. Uh, great pinball in Halifax supplies the tables, and I found out there are companies making new pinball tables. This is news to me. Like, uh, they had a new Wizard of Oz one that had, like, uh, an LCD screen in it that played, like, a lot of the, like, video from it whenever you got certain bonus and things like that. Right. Just a really nice new table that I, again, I didn't think anyone was making these. So, that was cool news. Apparently, they're working on uh, one for The Hobbit next. This one was The Wizard of Oz, and I, I don't give a shit about The Wizard of Oz. The Hobbit, that could be fucking awesome. Um, I mean, to me, a pinball table is a pinball table. Like, I mean, of course they have different configurations which matter, but the theme of it I really don't care about. Uh, I find the theme really sells it, because I mean they, they were, they're starting to work really hard. Like, if you played, uh, not Pinball Arcade, Pinball Arcade does a lot of classic tables. Yeah. It's, uh, what, who's the new company who's doing pinball games? 
on systems. Fuck, what a thing to pull a blank on. But anyway, well, they, there's like one, the FX people. Yeah, pinball FX. They're they're doing they're doing tables of that caliber in real life. They had an X Men one that was just looked incredible, like Wolverine in a big Magneto in the background. Like it was amazing. I didn't think anyone would do this sort of thing in real life. But they're starting to work on that now. So the tables are just really intricate with like the pieces in it. I mean, fundamentally, there's only so many ways they can set it up so that it works. But they'll still have like really neat set pieces in it that you can bounce off of and go into. So it's just kind of nice to look at them. I don't know. I enjoy a good, like classy looking pinball table. So I really enjoyed going there and trying some of those out and playing some of the old, old ones. Although those things drain really friggin' easily. So I'm always losing my ball and losing my temper. But you and also they don't want you tilting, which makes pinball practically impossible. What? So, well, they're they're also old, and I mean these are the actual tables. They don't want you fucking shaking the shit out of them. Yeah. But, Even though it's really hard to play pinball without being able to do that on some yeah, level. Yeah, that's yeah, that's. I mean that's a valid technique, but yeah. 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 I mean that's I why can, I play I, a lot of digital pinball. That's why I play mostly uh pinball arcade because they have. A lot of the old neat tables, and you can tilt the shit out of them. It doesn't matter. You know, somebody got some guy going over, like, please stop shaking that. The circuit boards aren't even made anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't even want to talk about how hard this would be to rebuild. But yeah, if but that it's was not impossible. Cool. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, it was a really good convention. I had a great time there. Um, as for what I've been playing, uh, I came home and busted out a little soda drinker pro. Nice. He's he's re-released. You're shaking your head, Jared. I knew that was coming. When I it's, I saw somebody play it, and it looked like the guy did all of his graphics in Microsoft Paint, and I was oh, like, I'm yeah. never, I can't touch this game. It is just it's a stupid relaxation game. If you're you have, but you have to really enjoy just dumb shit games. Because uh, even for me, it's a bit pushing it because there's no save feature in it, and he's got like a hundred levels in it now. Right. Yeah. When it was ten levels, it was doable. But if you hit escape at any point, you're out, and you got to start all over again if you want to see what else is there. That's the big problem I have with it, is I kind of want to see just all these dumb locations that you can drink soda in. Like I drank soda <laughs> in a human mouth, and like in a spooky woods, in a castle, no. at the movie theater, like places that are normal, but like. I don't know. I was like drinking it like in outer space. And like, I walked to the side of the map and like fell out of it. And I'm just, as I'm falling away, I'm just sort of looking up the planets and then like pull my soda up and slowly sip at it. Like, I don't know. <laughs> okay. it's, just, it's just ridiculous. It's if you, if you enjoy dumb games and it probably helps if you do a lot of drugs first, uh, drop five bucks on it. It's, it's, it is definitely a time. You will have a time with it. Things will happen. You will have technically played a video game. Uh, other than that, I finally got around to trying Hotline Miami for myself a little bit with a couple of friends. Okay. It's free on PlayStation Plus, so uh, if you like harder games, like it's sort of like a top-down mm. Contra level hard. Uh, pick it up. It's really fun. Right. Um, you're you're a top-down sort of murderer dude trying to go and kill other worse people, I guess. So you're always fighting against gangsters with like guns and vicious dogs and stuff. Uh, you can only take one hit and you're down. So you kind of got to move stealthily or quickly while you're running through the areas. Because almost all of them have guns. And until you kill one of them and get their gun, you don't have one. Right. So it's just a sort of like a top-down shooter. 
Um, it's got a lock-on feature, thank God, because uh, some you can see into the rooms because you can see everything. So you can sort of plan how you're gonna like bull rush through the room or like slam a door into somebody and knock him over, and then like shoot another guy because you got him automatically targeted. So I I found it it's really really hardest thing because you can die so quickly. So all it takes is a once you fire a couple gunshots in the room, the enemies nearby they have really good hearing for the most part, so they'll all rush into your area. So unless you got a, like a backup plan, you're gonna get killed a lot. Yeah, so, well the game was like that. It, it is a difficult game. Yeah, but uh, I found playing it with a room of people just passing the controller whenever you're about to lose your temper was just great. Oh. Like it just made it really like satisfying it's, it's social gaming it is in the same room even you don't even need like two-player or co-op you can just pass the controller like back in the day mm. and it is violent as hell for a game with the graphics as basic as it is like you like sometimes if you down somebody they're not dead and you could choose to like go and do an instant kill on them and it's not just like stomping their head like he might lean down and drive his thumbs into the guy's eyes like shit like that happens constantly. You you can tell that with the graphics because they did look fairly low res. They did a it good is, job you, of expressing it. They did. A, you can you can you bash somebody's head in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. It makes a mess, like a fucking mess. Like it was. I was getting like grossed out at points. I'm like good job. Like they <laughs> they made <laughs> this is high class violence. Like this is the stuff that makes your your guts not feel so great. Like, if you're going to do it, do it fucking right. Exactly. Violence should be uncomfortable. Exactly. None of this uh, desensitizing shit. It's like, okay, desensitized violence. Let's play a little Hotline Miami. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say, like, comparing a burlesque to a strip club. Something like that. Let's not go into that. (laughs) <laughs> Even though we desperately seem to want to, this is the second time. Let it go, Nick. Let it go. Nick is trying to bring up conversation we had oh. earlier into into our wholesome podcast. <laughs> God damn it! Yeah, we're just talking about poking people's eyes out. You don't need to talk about ass cheeks. Damn it, Nick! I didn't bring up ass cheeks. Sure, you did. It's all your fault. <laughs> it kind of, that comes in with bur- both burlesque and uh, strip clubs, apparently. Yeah. But awesome. anyway. <laughs> I'm assuming you're done, Joel. I also like the story. Oh, I guess not. Really, <laughs> really fucking messed up. I'm not 100%. We didn't finish it, so I mean, I'm sure I could clarify things later. Right. But, uh, it's a, just a strange story of like death and like things that aren't really clear on what's going on. Like, I was talking to like this store clerk a couple of times in one level, then another level, there's like a body behind the counter and like another guy's running it and there's like dead people outside and like your character's like seems normal to me <laughs> no it's just it's such a weird particular game i guess that i just just having a really great time of it so hopefully it will still be free on playstation plus when i get my ps4 because my ps3 only has a little higher drive and i refuse to replace it now well yeah it's it's launch day, actually. Yeah, when this when this podcast goes out, it will be launch day. Mm-hmm. So we'll get into that in a little bit. You got anything else? No, that's really been it. I've been just busy with all that stuff and trying to get some articles and interviews in. Like the uh, the interview I did with uh, the Darkest Dungeon people, which if you like um, turn-based RPGs and insanity, you're going to enjoy it, I have a feeling. it's It was a really interesting talk with Chris Barassa, their creative director. 
Um, he just goes into some details and stuff that works. Like your characters can go crazy just from other players reactions to things or like say if they take critical hits from like undead too many times, once they start running into undead later, they're, they develop a fear of them and they're not as effective. They'll take more damage and they'll also deal less or just refuse outright to attack, which can cause another party member to get frustrated with them because they're becoming useless. So then his, he'll start badgering them. They'll start to get more useless in other fights, and they all sort of feed off of each other. So you have to take them back to town at certain times to get out of the dungeon so they can relax, calm down, and deal with their fears and stuff. So I, I don't know. It sounds really kind of wild and interesting, so I'm really excited for the work they're doing on that. It does. Check interviews. Plus the trailer is just... If you like uh, Lovecraft stuff, it's it, you can you can just feel it coming from the way it talks. Just really cool stuff. Now okay. I'm done. Okay. Well, it's not like I was rushing anything because I really don't have anything to say. Oh, I know. I'm just teasing. Yeah. Like the you only you haven't played anything either. The only thing I played was Assassin's Creed. Um, I'm trying to think. Is there? Oh no, I played this game called Defense Technica. Uh, I thought it was Defense Technical because the way the logo looks looks like there's an L, but it's actually just an A with a long line coming out of it. Yeah. So it's Defense Technica. It's a it's a tower defense game. It's pretty standard stuff. It's probably gonna get a three. I want to review it because it is so it, it it's there's nothing unique about it. There's nothing amazing about it. Like you have mobs, you have towers. That's it. That's pretty much it. So I mean, it sounds you put like it, a game. Yeah, so it's a game. It's it's decent. Like you know, it keeps my interest. So it's whatever. That's that's it. Um, I've been Assassin's Creed is what I've been playing. Like, and I mean, I, I think I, I talked about that last week. Pretty in depth, and you know what? I can't even tell. I mean, I guess there's a couple new things that I experienced. Like I, I, uh, I attacked a fort. I don't know. I don't know if I talked about talked about that last week. You know what I do appreciate about Assassin's Creed uh, Four is the fact that you don't have to wait for them to unlock stuff for you. Like as soon as you get your boat, if you want to, you can go sail out to a fort and attack it. Or as soon as you, uh, you know. Uh, you know, you can take assassination contracts before they even announce it in the game, like they're available. So, like when I saw the assassination contract symbol, I knew what it was already, so I did one. Later on, they talk about assassination contracts for those who never seen them before. I like that in games where, like, they give you the ability to just, you know, what you're doing. We know you know what you're doing. Go to town. We'll tell everybody who doesn't later. I really love it when games do that. That's that's what they're doing here. So I um yeah, pretty for the most part, I I've just been it's been taking me so long to play the game because I have been sailing from location to location. And what they've been doing is they like the one main mission will be on one side of the map. Then the next main mission is on the complete opposite side of the map. So instead of using um fast travel I just sail there, but while I'm sailing there, I'm, you know, blowing up Spanish, Spanish ships, British ships, uh, invading ships, taking ships, adding ships to my fleet, destroying other pirate ships, taking their ships, taking their money, you know, taking down forts, all that stuff along the way. And it takes forever because every every so often I have to go back to the fleet menu 
and send my fleet to different places. But before I can send my fleet to different places, I have to make sure the routes are clear. So I have to clear the routes with the other members of the fleet. And once I do that, then I can start sending them places. And there's like, right now I'll probably have like five or six different locations to go to, and I have to make sure all those routes are clear. It is very, very time consuming and very, very awesome. <laughs> that, that's the thing. Like, like I could just sit at sea for like I have sat at sea, you know, for a good twenty, thirty minutes just taking care of the fleet stuff. That's it. And then like, you know, oh, there's a location I've never seen. Let me dock there and see what's what's going on. You know? Then I found out like, when I went to uh to a location I was actually at before, it's an uninhabited island, I found out that shit can hunt you. Like <laughs> what? Basically I was like I was like um climbing up I was like climbing up this hill and all of a sudden I see this red paw like kinda coming up on the radar. I'm like, fuck is that? And by the time I turn around it's a goddamn jaguar on my face trying to kill me. <laughs> oh, same thing with alligators. Like if you don't know an alligator's in the water, which they are kinda difficult to see unless you use your um your eagle vision. Like, I was, like, swimming in the water trying to sneak around these guys, and all of a sudden I get attacked by a goddamn crocodile. <laughs> I was like, that's cool, and he's dead now. So, oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a good game, and and forts are cool. Like, forts, they sit in the middle of the sea, like, these little, these little island fortresses. And basically, as you get close to it, they start firing all types of ordnance at you, and you can take your ship... And, and, you know, break them down. Then once you break down their firing solution, you have to get onto the get into the fortress, invade it, um, kill a certain amount of officers, which now there's a big fight going on between your crew and the, uh, and, and the, the men at the fort. So once you kill a certain amount of officers, then you can kill the commander. And this is all, how many men go up there is, the, it, it's determined by how many people you have in your crew. It's really cool. Like, Assassin's Creed, and this is a good one. They did a good job. They did a good job. So whichever team took care of this one, you know, give them no Assassin's Creed next year, which I know that's wishful thinking because they're never going to do it, and let them make the next game. Whoever took care of Assassin's Creed 3, fuck those guys. Because <laughs> that shit was terrible. That was the worst in the series. This game, this Assassin's Creed... It's probably it's on par with Assassin's Creed 2, in my opinion. Brotherhood, in my opinion, was the best in the series. The very best in the series. But this is on par with Assassin's Creed 2, which nice. is the second best in the series. Assassin's Creed 1 was good, but it was very repetitive. That was its downfall, but this one's good. So, Like I said, I, did, I really haven't played anything else besides that. Just been too busy, man. Too busy. But let's talk about let's get into our topics. Let's start with PS4 since it is PS4 launch day. Or well, fuck it, it's launch weekend. Give them three days. Okay. Uh so two things. Uh in both regarding the for the PS4 terms of service. Uh the first news that came out was regarding Actually, I don't know I don't I'm not sure exactly which news came out first. I think the news regarding the uh Sony being able to record your conversations on PSN or or monitor your communications. Uh, basically, Sony reserves the right to monitor your communications and download and do whatever they want with it. Um, anyway, 
on the PS4. Pretty any, Anything you do on the PS4, Sony can take it and analyze it, keep it, sell it, I guess, whatever they want to do with it. So, of course, that's raising some uh, privacy issues. But, I mean, who's really doing intimate communication on the PS or, or on a game console? But I guess, does, does that really matter? No, because it's your privacy, right? Like, why are you monitoring me? I guess it's yeah. the big deal. Yeah, I say some dumb shit, and I really don't want more people recording it than us, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's yeah. a voice to the world, but I mean, I don't appreciate it when the company starts recording what I'm saying. It sort of makes me wary of what I say on there, even, even though I'm really not going to say anything different. It just sort of makes me a bit more hesitant to say things when I when I know for a fact I'm being recorded. I, I don't know. It just makes me uncomfortable. I mean, it's really a minor thing, and it's not like I say horribly incriminating shit that I care all that much if anyone records. I mean, I say dumb enough things around, among my friends and like strangers anyway that I'm clearly not too worried about what people think of me. But I, I just don't, I don't appreciate being recorded, even with my knowledge. I mean, I just don't like it. Don't care for it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I can't come up with a good reason why like why I should be upset besides the fact that they, I just don't want to be monitored. Mm-hmm. You know, like, there's a, there's a privacy issue there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I can't think of a huge reason why this upsets me, but I, I'm with you. I just, I just don't want to be monitored at all. Right. Who are you, Nick? I, I know, I, I, well, I, I think whether we want to or not, I think anytime you're using any sort of service where you don't have end-to-end control to communicate, you're getting recorded somewhere unless you can explicitly get all parties involved to agree and you trust them. Um, but I think the problem here, I think this is more of a precautionary move on Sony's side insofar as they're, I mean, they're just looking to put out a console and, hey, you have the opportunity to talk over it and they're facilitating that. But they're not, I think they don't want to become they're not, you know, they're not like free free speech defenders or anything like that. They're not, you know, they're not like trying to stand up to the government, and the NSA, and anything. I think, that, if anything, this is a precaution just to let everybody using their services know, you're, you know, you, you we can record you, and if we, you know, and, and by extension, if we need to pass that information on to the government, you know, we we will, um, or if you know we need to let the government listen in, we will. Um, I don't. It's not. They're not. I mean, there are plenty of, uh, you know, like mail hosts who have shut down because they were they would rather shut down than give their data over to the government. And they're making sort of a stand in that regard. Sony's not going to do that. They're not. And I think they know too, the majority of communications on their network are going to be, you know, you know, you suck noob. Um, so I don't think it's any, any sort of great deal there, but at the end of the day, they have a, dev- they have a system that can be used to communicate and, and, fundamentally record certain communications and i i think they're just sort of acknowledging that yeah we control that and we may be listening and uh i don't think it explicitly said anything about passing that on to the government but you have to think that that's that if they're recording that the government's going to come asking at some point and say hey you know do you have any information yeah i I see your point and i mean in part it could be a way to sort of scare people off of saying incriminating stuff online I mean, I mean the swap note thing from the other week where they shut down the entire service. Like this could be a step towards that. Like, if you're gonna send weirdy, if you're gonna send dink pictures over this, you know, we can't forward this on to the cops. 
I mean, that is one thing it, it specifically says here. They can fire this information along to comply with the law. So, I mean, this could be a way of saying, it. please be less of a moron because if the cops ask for it, we will hand it to them without asking a question. That is true, but wouldn't that message, I guess, be better interpreted if they actually said, if they actually told you why they were doing it? <laughs> I, guess the thing, like, I know. Stuffing never, it in the terms of service. Stuffing it in the terms of service, you know who's not going to read it? The Everybody. guy showing his dick over, <laughs> over the PSN. Like, that's the guy that's not going to read it. Yeah. Isn't that fundamentally what you want to a degree insofar as if you have a system to catch lawbreakers you don't want the lawbreakers to know about it because then they'll then they'll go find a system that won't get them caught so if we kind of want people that are sending their dings um you know we want them we want to get them caught and punished so fundamentally they shouldn't be reading the tls yeah i guess this way it only catches the dumb ones but i mean dumb ones are always so easy to catch they always do something like this is, is, is there any smart one that's showing their ding? I don't know, Nick. I don't. I don't do much research <laughs> here. <laughs> I think. I think we can just toss that. I don't really want to figure that out. That, that's on. That's on Sony to figure out now. It's their job. Yeah, pretty much. They're they're saying they're gonna hold your your communications. So I mean, I don't know. They they may just be biting off more than they can, more than they would want to actually deal with. Hmm. You know, video of your gameplay. I wonder what they can do with that too. That is true. They may, uh, they will. They may that, use that for commercials. It's kind of like the way YouTube does. Like you know, YouTube. Anything you put on YouTube, they have access to use it. Like for commercials, they see fit without giving you a di- a dime. Yeah, that's great. So you know, that's how how that kind of goes. But hey, uh, so besides them monitoring communications, they also uh changed a uh. Well, actually, I don't know if they if they didn't necessarily change it. But they added something to the terms of service saying that uh, you must not resell. Sorry, you must not either. Oh, sorry. God, I can't read. It's fucking. Yeah, my bad. You must not resell either disk-based software or software downloads unless expressly authorized by us. And if the publisher is another company, additionally by the publisher. So basically, I think that was like uh, part 7.1 of the TOS that says that. And it's according to the TOS that would suggest that you can't trade in your games or sell your games to somebody else. Uh, that's what that looks like. Sony is they're they're saying something else, uh, saying that um, well the president is saying that that's not true. You can still trade in your games and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But according to the TOS, you can't. So it might be one of the things that they just have in there, and they're not enforcing it. Mm-hmm. And it kind of worries me because I mean, if it's in there, then they can suddenly decide to enforce it. I mean, it would not go over very well. That's but. true, but like, especially like in the U.S. courts, like if you have something in terms of service and you're not enforcing, let's say, like you know, for the first four, three or four years they don't enforce it, and now all of a sudden they decide to enforce it. I mean, that's a case you could take to a judge. Be like, you know, they they have this in terms of service since the beginning, and they never enforced it. Now all of a sudden they want to enforce it. Mm. That's definitely something you can like. You know, you can take to a judge, and the judge can determine whether or not how legal that is. It's, it's like squatters' rights. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. How like how legal that is. So I I don't know. I don't think Sony. I don't think Sony 
uh, is going to put it in place, but it may be something down like in the future that that maybe publishers want to put in place. When I think you know what, once I think that once digital really starts taking off, I think they might use this as a way to push retail out for good. Yeah, it seems like they're just sort of gearing up for it. Because like, I, I know, um, I know that they have the technology to block used games via RFID on the discs. That is for sure. They they can definitely do that, and everybody knows Microsoft has the capability to do that with Xbox Live. Well, to do that, you know, with the uh, Xbox One. So it's, at this point, it's really only a matter of time before they stop. As they start, I guess, blocking used games. I I really think. That is going to be as a way to finally get people to to push those final few from retail to digital. Because once digital overtakes retail sales, that's when it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's when it's going to happen. But you know, and it's funny because like there there was some hoopla about this, but most people were just like, oh man, uh. you know, they it's Sony, so they and Sony, I guess, has been so good to them lately. They don't care as much. If Microsoft tried to pull something like this, mm. there'd be fires are burning in Redmond. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know about that. I don't think we ever get a lot of hoopla over terms of ser- service issues. I mean, even the. Uh, I mean, I know you were the, the the last staunch defender against Origin and those anti uh, anti. Uh, what's what's the term I'm looking for? Oh, the class action lawsuit. Yeah, the class action lawsuit. Thank you. Um, as far as those, and, and those have pretty much worked their way into every boilerplate EULA now. Yeah, even Netflix has it in there. So, yeah, so I, I think it's, it, I mean, you might be right, part of this may be some sort of general Sony fanboyism, and maybe this is this is sort of what the goodwill after, you know, E3 has sort of brought Sony, is that they can kind of sneak this in there and everybody's willing to maybe not look the other way, but just not look, but... I think more so it's just people don't read EULAs and people don't read about EULAs. I think people are giving Sony the benefit of the doubt here. I mean, because the thing is, like, it's clear that the Xbox One was not built with video games first in mind. But the PS4 was definitely built with video games first in mind. Uh, and I think people are giving Sony the benefit of the doubt here. And that, and that's that's why. I mean, who so, they could easily say that anybody who buys the, like, the original purchaser of the game is an authorized reseller of the game. They can easily say that, and then this whole thing goes away. But we don't know. We don't know what we know what, what's going to come with that. We don't know what they're going to do. You know, I wonder though too, as far as the disc-based software, as far as, I mean, like what, you know, is, I mean that's one of those things. Like that, that has its own EULA by itself as well. Yeah. And so I wonder, like. You know, if that EULA says, oh, and you have the right to resell this, you know, sort of which one would take precedence? Well, that is true. I don't know. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Maybe when I finally get a PS4, I'll just pour over the the EULA. You know, maybe. I, I did it with the, uh, actually, that's how I did, I did it with the Origin EULA on um, Need for Speed for a console. That's, how, that's how, actually when I made that video a while back. You know, giving away your rights, man. <laughs> Stomping on your necks, man. <laughs> I, I think the the PlayStation 4 manual got put up online a couple of days ago, so it might even be there for you to look at now. No possible. But I have not looked at it. So that's probably where they're getting this stuff. Okay. Well, I know this came from, like, this This was PSN updated in the EU. Mm-hmm. That's in Europe. 
And so this didn't even come from the United States, but I would only imagine that viola is going to change in the in, in the United States as well. So, so I guess uh, that's on your radar now. Just keep an eye out. Remember, trust no one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Think about that when you're at your midnight launches. There you go. Playing your kill zones. Yep. And your knacks. And, and they're taking your rights away now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah, but uh, that's. Let's go. Let's switch gears from Sony to to some Microsoft news, uh, which I don't know if you can consider this good news or bad news for Microsoft. First of all, um, good news for me, music to my ears. The Microsoft executives, oh no, sorry, not Microsoft executives, but um, several more than I would say more than several executives uh, from the marketing department for for the Xbox. they they're they're gone. Good bye. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. um, Krista uh, Carter, who is the Xbox Live or a Xbox Live community manager, she tweeted, "Odd to see ten to twelve year Xbox marketing leaders leaving the company right before X X Bone." <laughs> now they're calling <laughs> it that. Now they're calling it that. Holy yeah. smokes. X-Bone launch. Maybe that's why they're leaving. I'm pretty sure she meant <laughs> XB1. I'm pretty sure. But you know what? Don't put it all in one word because I'm going to call it X-Bone. Thanks. At the very least, capitalize the B and the O. Yeah, lazy. That's why their commercials are no good. <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah, so apparently uh, several marketing leaders that have been there for 10 to 12 years, uh, they're, they're leaving uh, Microsoft. And they should be, because that, like, if they're the marketing leaders for the entertainment division or for you know Xbox specifically, they have done a terrible job over the last year. Absolutely horrible, terrible presentation. Uh, well, a terrible launch. Well, I guess announcement of release or not release, but announcement presentation. Terrible E3. Terrible commercials. You know. Terrible message. They just they got their first commercial right over the past few weeks. They're terrible, absolutely horrible. Yeah, nothing. And, nothing they presented lately has made me want an Xbox One. Nothing since like as soon as they started talking about it. It's just like they've done their best to make me never want it. And I mean, I was amazed they sold me on the 360 at all. Because I was pure Sony before that. Couldn't imagine myself playing an Xbox. Because I didn't care about Halo or anything like that. And they somehow managed to get me to buy a 360. And stay loyal to that system its entire cycle. And now all of a sudden they can't even sell me a system I want? Like, <laughs> what are you guys doing? I don't know. Like, it's, it's, you know, it's because their message was not for gamers. Their message mm-hmm. was to try to pull everybody in. Every time, they, and when this is funny, because they're doing it when they're talking to gamers. Exactly, and you know, it's, the thing is, like you know, the average Joe or you know, Mister Fantasy Football is not going to buy a five hundred dollar console, a five hundred dollar cable box so he can play fantasy football. He has a laptop and probably an iPad, maybe an Android tablet or a Surface. Like he already has stuff he can do. You know, it's just cooler to do it on the Xbox One. The technology is just cooler. Are you gonna pay five hundred dollars for cool? To to a degree, though, isn't I guess maybe that's sort of who they're marketing is the guy who 
wants to buy this as a status symbol because you know what? You're probably the guy with the biggest TV that you're going to have all your friends come over on Sunday to watch football anyway. Oh, hey, look at my nice new Xbox. And oh, hey, look, I got all my fantasy stats right up here. And you can see that I'm beating you because not only do I have more money than you, but I also play better fantasy football. And how many, uh, of, those, how many of those people exist versus you know how much they actually need to turn a profit on these things? Well, you see, but I think the thinking there is that you get those guys and you get them showing it off and then their friends feel like they need to keep up with the Joneses. And so maybe that's their. That's a stretch. That is a terrible and narrow marketing strategy. That's why you're not in marketing, Nick. (laughs) I know. That's why I had to quit my job at Microsoft this week. (laughs) Even if it is like, I just, how many of these people still think, oh, games are for nerds? Like, I wonder that, like, they seem to be going for these, like, non-gamer types, and it's, like, the things that get the non-gamer types are things that are barely games, I find, like, phone games or, like, the Wii, and, like, just, I I don't think it's a very good idea. I think you're going for a crew that just doesn't, might not even care for video games all that much, and they're certainly not going to see an Xbox, like, a video game console as a status symbol. It's like, that's that nerd box, let's dorks play Call of Duty. Like, are they even going to want that? I, I don't know. I don't know. But either way, those people are gone. They got new people coming in. Hopefully they do a better job. Who knows? They could turn... Like, Remember the terrible commercials for the PS3 when that came out? Yes. Like, like what the baby crying mess. and, like, the crows flying out of the PS3. I still don't know what that shit means. Nobody I don't does. know what the I, the baby crying or the the, the not the baby but the doll the baby doll crying and then the yeah. the teardrop rolling back into his face. Nick, you don't know what we're talking about. I don't remember these commercials. No, you oh need my to look them up. God, they were the, all, it, it was, was like, like what, what am I looking at? I had I no it was idea. The greatest horror game ever. Like this is going to be an amazing horror game. Wait, wait this is a console. What? <laughs> <laughs> Again, another group that was making me not buy something that I wanted because they made me go from completely needing to have it to absolutely hating it. Yeah, actually, I'm pulling it up for you right now, Nick. I'm going to... Here we go. Yeah, that the marketing company got fired. The The marketing company that made this commercial and the commercials like it got, got, got the can. They needed to be thrown into a volcano, not fired. Fired is not enough. For the people who made that, you'd be better off to get the guys who made the Nintendo rap on board. But then again, Nintendo might not do too bad by having those guys around these days. Foreshadowing later topic, as Nick is slowly looking horrified while watching it. Yeah, I, I just watched it again. That is an extremely creepy fucking commercial. It's like watching a truck back over your child. That's what that is. <laughs> that just was shit happen that was an extremely creepy commercial yeah like what in there makes me want to buy a system is it a system is it just a box of horrors when i open it will there be the black plague these are things that need to be on its message board (laughs) well i think i mean you can you can clearly tell it's it failed because who remembers the play beyond marketing strategy like everybody remembers you know playstation it does everything well yeah that's well, the death for not for good things yeah i remember play beyond i mean obviously because of this but i yeah that was, i, I, I kind of get the i, I kind of see what they're going for there that basically like this device is so completely mind-blowing that you can <laughs> <Yeah>. take <laughs> <Your face. laughs> 
Sorry, Nick, continue. No, it can take an inanimate doll and make it weep tears of, of joy knowing that it could never be what a PlayStation is, but... Nick, you should write these people a letter because I imagine you're the only person who's figured it out. Dude, like, no. <laughs> I think he's right. I think it's terrible, but I still think he's right. The, the Xbox can bring a doll to tears and shoot crows. That's kind of awesome. Yeah, I don't even know like the other, like the crow one. Like I just remember crows shooting out of the, uh, the the PS3, but I can't remember what happened before that. Mm. Uh, yeah, but the baby thing was creepy, especially when it starts laughing like an adult. Yeah, well, that's. I, I think that's the thing that 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 is very clearly creepy, and I, I I can't understand why they wouldn't have seen that. That yeah, like how many people would that have had to have flown by and said, you know what, it looks good. Let's do it. This is going to make somebody want a PS3. Birds. <laughs> birds. Too early. Nah. And babies. People you still like, like Allie McBeal, right? What the hell is that shit? <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, the only thing I can think is that it was so avant-garde that nobody wanted to admit it was a terrible commercial. And they're like, oh, no, we get it. That's awesome. Yeah, so, right. <laughs> so, like, that's why nobody, nobody shit-canned it. Because mm-hmm. it's, you know, nobody wanted to be the stupidest guy in the room. Yeah, but somebody had to be the guy who's like, when this shit hits the internet, we're all dead. They... They'll be sending death threats left and right. Well, we'll no, that, was on fi- that was on TV. Exactly. <sighs> Real people saw this. All the people saw this. But they couldn't type into their forum boards because the TVs don't have them. So they were safe. And that's why they didn't get death threats. And this is why you need a console that allows you to put your games on hold while you can go and type about the commercials that you're watching. Yeah. Xbox is secretly... Their whole game plan is hoping that Sony makes terrible ads. (laughs) (laughs) It is not working. Remember what happened last time, guys? No, they're the one making the terrible ads this time. No, giant enemy crab, six hundred dollars. <laughs> Ridge Razor. But the, I guess the <laughs> the uh, the thing is this time. I, well, I guess the point that I was trying to make was that maybe you know people will begin like begin to forget the 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 the, the terrible marketing job that Microsoft has done thus far if they can start giving some um, you know good commercials. Yeah, I mean people forget really fast. I mean I don't care. I consider this like a stupid time in sony's life they they need to get their shit together i mean i don't hold it against them now so i mean the 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 internet's pretty quick to forgive and forget if you can completely keep them busy with some other shit so they need to drop something amazing in their lap to make everybody forget everything i think i think i don't know i i kind of think we might be overrating commercials a little little too much i mean i can think of plenty of terrible sony commercials i mean the, the whole you know, Crash Bandicoot as a mascot, but he's Those a guy. Those were amazing. They were Those amazing. Those were great terrible. commercials. <laughs> I, I don't know. And I don't, stayed I don't, at an, outside Nintendo headquarters with a megaphone. Like, what is this shit? This looks terrible. I think I need to play it. <laughs> <laughs> Those Crash. Well, you like shitty games. Those I do. I don't mean we did talk about Soda Drinker Pro. Yes, so. we did. But that's what I'm saying. Like, those commercials are still funny, especially at the time. Yeah, no, the uh, the old '90s attitude, or early 2000s, which was still polluted with it. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Microsoft maybe they possibly can bounce back from this. They definitely can if they push really good games, but 
they, they need to start pushing games hard. Yeah, and I mean like exclu- like great exclusives, and like Sony has has such a like a kung fu grip on that. Well, Killer Instinct and like Dead Rising Three. Well, Dead Rising Three is an exclusive. I can't remember if it is or not. It is, I mean, yeah. And it's looking much better from what they've been advertising with it now. And I mean, Killer Instinct looks good. I, I mean, it's not really a console mover for me. Dead Rising Three. It's not a console mover. Yeah, like, no. It's a, it's a, once you have it, I guess it's a good game to have. Mm. But it's not a console mover. Like, no, I mean, I'm. They need a console mover, like now. Like I guess you can count for for me. You can count Infamous Second Son as a console mover because I'm buying a PS4 when Infamous comes out. I I want to play that game. Yeah. You know, I I want to play a game badly, so I'm buying a console when that game comes out. And then when you know they'll have Killzone and a few other games that I want to play. You know, Watch Dogs will be coming out shortly after that. Well, I guess within a couple months after that. So. Yeah. Uh, but like, right now, for I don't see so like Microsoft in terms of games having any console movers. Like they probably won't have a console mover until like Halo Five. Mm-hmm. Halo Five is definitely a console mover, which I don't understand them. Like if they're they're running into trouble like this now, like I would be playing up Halo. Like I, I, mean, I guess it's, maybe it's just that far off. But perhaps the, the Halo Five is that far off that they can't they can't show anything from it yet. But if if they had anything on it, I'd start showing that shit. Yeah, like, anything. Look, Halo you got a screenshot? <laughs> yeah. You got the side of Cortana's titty? Fuck it. Put it out there. We need Halo right now. Maybe the marketing department held it back. Those fuckers. They can all burn. <laughs> to care about Halo, but... Like, no, we don't need it. More fantasy it. football. <laughs> what about television? They already well, like The Price you know, is Right. One of the... Give them achievements for watching Price is Right. You know, but Why are you things... firing us? <laughs> one of the things about fantasy football as much as you're jumping oh. on them though they do have this partnership with the NFL and I wonder if maybe this wasn't some sort of I don't want to say a concession but maybe this didn't fall out of the agreement like look we'll partner up with you we'll even have commercials to show how we work with your product and so you know that's one of the ways that they, they got the NFL on board or at least that you know came out of that so to say that it may have been one of the reasons why the NFL was willing to play with them because they did they did steal that from Sony, and as someone who who was looking forward to using uh, or watching uh, the NFL on their on their PlayStation, that's a bit of a bummer. That's it. That's it. I'm bummed out. <laughs> Makes Nick cry. Look at what you've done, Sony. Look at what you've reduced this man to. And this isn't baby crying at a PlayStation Three crying. This is this is grown man in a in a half drink beer crying. This is not some freaky thing with a plastic face. Yeah, that talks like a baby sometimes, and an adult others. Yeah, let's never talk about this commercial again. Yeah, let's leave that alone. <laughs> uh, now the other the other thing that's happening with Microsoft this week. Well, actually, not necessarily this week, but found some interesting information. Um. I mean, I knew that the Xbox wasn't a huge, wasn't the biggest money maker for Microsoft, but I didn't realize they were losing that much money. They, they lost two billion dollars. Uh, the Xbox division, um, actually, or was it the entertainment division lost two billion dollars uh, last year? It was year. The, enter- the entertainment division. Two billion dollars, and I think the uh, the entertainment division only made. I guess only made about eight hundred and sixty-two 
or 68 million, was it? Let's see, we have the, the numbers right here. It's like 868 million, right? Oh, sorry, $848 million. That was the uh, operating income. But they lost $2 billion. But the funny thing is, Microsoft made $2 billion in pure profit from Android patent royalties. Yep. That's pretty much washed it out, the fact that Android's selling well, and they have patent royalties, so they're getting money from that. Um, the enterprise space was like worth $6.3 billion for them. So I mean that's not surprising, but the eight point four, uh, sorry, the eight, uh, eight hundred forty-eight million. When you compare that to their enterprise space, is like a drop in the bucket. You know, there's a drop in the bucket, and so you know they they're looking for a new CEO over at Microsoft, and it, one of the uh, the contenders, he looks like it looks like he's in favor of uh, killing uh, or selling off the Xbox division. Specifically, or the entertainment, the entertainment division. It looks like he wants to get back to the basics and get back to Microsoft making software, which might not be a bad idea for Microsoft because they do have some really good products. Like, I mean, I know people don't like Office, but I mean, really, find a better, find what's better than like you know the Office package in general. Google Docs. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. Um. Like the the world runs on Microsoft and it runs on Microsoft for a reason, you know. But uh, uh, in terms of the Xbox division, I mean, I guess what makes sense to sell it off. And actually, analysts were sell, were telling Microsoft to sell that off before. They were saying Microsoft should sell it off. I just didn't realize that it was um, made, that it wasn't making that much money for them. In, period. I mean, if they could get a foothold, if they can actually get a foothold in the entertainment world. Uh, the way Apple has, I think they have a chance. Or the way Sony has, they might have a chance. I think that's what they're going for. But they, they're they missing too many shots here. They're missing way too many shots. I actually, the same people who did the mar- uh, the people who did the marketing for the Surface should follow the people who did the marketing for the Xbox right out the door. Because the Surface is actually a really good device. But the mar- the way they marketed it, with the people dancing and shit like that, they didn't do that well. The last few commercials for the Surface have focused more on what it can do and not so much on breakdancing. Yeah, now. Now, <laughs> like, yeah. Once the, like, pretty much the Surface RT from last year flopped. They're on the second generation of that. I mean, you can get those for super cheap, like for like 300 350 The Surface RT, the Pro never moved. The Pro stayed the same in the same place. But, I mean, that's the thing. They didn't, those dancing commercials didn't relay, you know, what... What the what the thing did like you know they 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 were trying to reach a hip crowd. They never want to talk about what they do well, which is productivity, because productivity isn't cool. <laughs> That's why productivity yeah. isn't cool, and so they want to talk about it. But hey, you can do PowerPoint documents and dancing around with the, <laughs> with, the with the tablet. It's, it's, it's like a that. shame no one. It's a shame no one's going to be able to see the little gyrations that you're doing there. <laughs> Show, like, PowerPoint documents. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Like, that, that's the thing. Like, it, it's, it's hard to talk about. Like, you know, like it's hard to put that into a commercial and seem cool. And I think the thing is, Apple pulled it off very well. The fact that they made you want the device because they made it seem attractive. They made it seem cool. Like, all the cool people want these devices and they'll pay anything for it. They did a really good job marketing that. But I think that's more of the, just the vulnerability of stupid people. 
that's what it kind of feels like i mean don't get me wrong if you like using apple products like you know good for you and i hope you didn't buy an apple product for the fact that for for as a status symbol but nobody's gonna admit that they bought the apple product as a status symbol nobody but i'm saying like you know when you when you when you're honest with yourself when you're sitting there in your in your room alone at night just laying there getting ready to go to sleep is that when you admit it to yourself that's you. <laughs> and I have an Apple phone for work. I get it for free as part of being an owner for the place. And I still want to get rid of it and pay for a phone over having it. Man, it's, I hate these apps. fucking iPhones. Actually, I, I'm not an iPhone fan. I have a, I have a, um, a Note 2. And actually, I wasn't even big in the phones, period, until I got the Note 2. When I got the Note 2, I was, I, now I love my phone because it's huge. It's huge, and so I get to I get I have a lot more space. So, but yeah, but I mean, Microsoft in the entertainment space hasn't done it well. I mean, I guess the Xbox has done the best, but I mean, they lose a lot of well. I guess the, uh, halfway through the life cycle of the Xbox, well, technically speaking, the Xbox life cycle is still going on. But halfway through that life cycle, they. Uh, they started, I guess, breaking even on the devices, but in the beginning, they were losing a lot of money on those devices, especially because they had to replace so many of them and ship them out. So, yeah, it's, um... I can see how they're, uh, they're losing a lot of money or, or how the, the division isn't making as much money. Like, you know... I mean, I'm pretty sure it's making... A, you know, a lot of money's coming in, but th- to offset the actual cost of, 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 of that division, it's, it's probably not worth it. So it might be a good idea for Microsoft to to sell that off, but who would who would they sell it to? EA, they'd be well, perfect for each other. EA has no no. I, I don't think they have any desire to do hardware. Nobody has any desire to do hardware. Isn't, isn't, no. isn't Peter Moore over at EA, and wasn't he a big Xbox exec for a while? Yeah. He was. He I was. mean, not that he, not that he would be the guy controlling the purse strings, but I mean, there might be a fit there. I don't know. I don't think anybody really wants to to do hardware like that's how microsoft got stuck with doing hardware in the first place they didn't want to do the hardware they were trying to get all these other places to to sell the hard or to, to make the hardware for them everybody's like no no we're not gonna do that like no what the hardware business that's tough that's tough sony apparently has found a way to make it um to make it cheaper because they're saying they're 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 not they're not going to lose money on any of these PS uh, these PS4s, but then again they they fabricate their own stuff. You know, not just I mean, not that it's not that they they just own a plant and the plant like you know makes the stuff like they fabricate and create their own devices like this. Well, you whereas, have to remember. Oh, no, go on. Also, whereas Microsoft typically is go, like you know besides graphics, they're also going to other companies like Intel. Or AMD for boards and you know all these different types of chips. But go ahead. No, I was gonna say you have to look at where the companies came from. Sony for the longest time has been a technology manufacturer. I mean, they made TVs and you know they invented the Walkman. You know, for anybody who's listening who remembers what a Walkman was. Um, if you and, don't and, go to bed, if you, <laughs> your mother and I are disappointed in you. <laughs> you <know? laughs> oh, but. No, but um, I mean, Sony. So Sony understands the business of making hardware, and that's that's where they came from. I mean, the whole reason they got into 
you know, the, the whole reason they wound up making the PlayStation is because they were supposed to be working with Nintendo way They were going to make the hardware for Nintendo. Exactly. Yeah. And so it makes sense that, like, for them, the hardware thing wouldn't be an issue. But Microsoft got into this because they, again, what, what was their bread and butter for the longest time? A software company. And so for them, the hardware that still stuff, is their bread and butter, it, by it the way. It still is their bread and butter. Exactly. As we've demonstrated, I mean, again, you look at look at the, the Android pads. That's all off research and shit that they've done for years. And, and and now that's finally coming back to roost. And so, I mean, for them, you know, this is still this is still not in their wheelhouse. And so it makes sense that that's what they're struggling on. And I, I think the fundamental thing is, as CEO, we know that the push for Microsoft has been we need a foothold in the living room. These computers are going to become ubiquitous. They're not just going to be in the office. They're already not in the office. They're already in your pocket now all the damn time. And they know that there's going to be a box in the living room. They've been pushing for that. They've wanted to be that box, especially before Apple or anyone else, you know, like Valve is able to kind of take that spot. And, you know, and, and fundamentally it's like, this is, this is sort of what Microsoft has been priming for all along. We're finally hitting the point where you're going to start to get like PCs in the living room if you haven't already. And it would be hilarious if now they get the CEOs like, yeah, we're killing that whole planet. It's like this is this is sort of the, the the moment that they've been they've been waiting for, and this is really when they need to step up. And you can put aside all the talk about their marketing department and 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 what they're presenting for. Like this right now, like you know, 2013, 2014, they've been predicting since like the late 90s, if not before that. And they, you know, to a degree, like they need. I mean, they don't need the Xbox to hit. They don't need it to be the number one console. They just need it to be in a, in a large enough number of homes for them to really claim success to a degree. But it, it, it's that you can't. You kind of can't pull back now. And I understand. I mean, the, you know, I mean that's the thing because uh, what this guy he sold off Nokia, didn't he? He sold off the part of the handheld division, I think, for them. Uh, was, uh, the, the, I think he wants to. I think Microsoft still owns Nokia. Don't they? Yeah, no, he uh, he agreed to sell Nokia's handset business. Uh, let's see, to the uh, uh, oh, I guess uh, well, Elop is set to join Microsoft after agreeing to sell Nokia's handset business to the software maker in September, uh, and he resigned as Nokia's CEO when the sale was announced. So he, I mean, so I mean, that's why he's on the, the, their radar because he's already worked with them. But he, but I mean, Nokia is another struggling company, and for them, the handset business that was a bit more of their bread and butter. And but they had the they did the engage, they did the engage. But they also like there there was I think it was their phone is their phone called the Lumia, yeah. Uh, and that was but they sold that to Microsoft and that became a Windows phone. Yeah, but the thing is like that phone is actually a nice phone. Did you know that in order to connect that to your PC, you have to run the Zune software? Really? Yes. You're lying. No, I wish I was. Zune doesn't exist. There's still Zune software. You have to go to the Microsoft. You have to go to the Xbox website and download it, so you can connect your your, your Lumia phone to your PC. Unless it's Windows 8. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, don't, I wasn't trying that on a Windows 8. PC. I was gonna say because I guess they forgot they decommissioned that shit. Like, <laughs> that's or Zune's making a comeback. I actually, I, if if Zune would have uh, stayed alive, I was actually gonna purchase a Zune instead of an iPad, uh, iPod. Yes. Because of uh, they did a demo that impressed me greatly. I was at PAX East 2010. The guy took a Zune, a Zune HD, hooked it up to the HDMI cable, plugged it directly into the TV. Boom, 1080p on your television from your phone. That was impressive at the time. Very impressive at the time. Nobody was doing that. Nobody. That, 
that was another product that it matured and it would have, I think if they had given it like one more generation, it might've been competitive, but they pulled the plug on it like just as it was sort of coming into its own. And there's a lot, you know, and it, it, there's kind of a, a bit of a cult behind the zone or there are people who are really, really, you know, excited by that device. I know the first generation wasn't that good, right. but there, there were some people who were excited by, by that device. They still talk about it. And it's, I mean, it's not that Microsoft can't do things and it's not that Microsoft can't do things. Well, it's, it's, Really, they need to kind of either stick with stick with things that are struggling that are getting there, or recognize when or recognize when it's something's a hopeless cause. And I think this might be a case where, and admittedly, the guy's coming in, so so it's not like he. And I mean, that's part of the problem. He has no attachment to prior programs, so he can come in and he can just cold bloodedly say, "Yeah, we're lopping off Xbox," and it's no skin off his teeth because it's not his baby. But you you would think that for. I mean, to a degree, going back to just software. Eh, I mean, I mean, one of the reasons one of the reasons that, that Office is so ubiquitous is because Windows was so ubiquitous, and Windows was so ubiquitous because it was on every. I mean, it was on every damn PC. It still is. It's it's still it, well, it still is, but well, no, because now I have Android on my phone, and that's. That's, that's not a, a PC. It's not a it's PC. Not a P- it's, it's a device. It's a device. That, and, that, yes. that's, and that's kind of what they're looking at is is sort of the the transition from from a PC based world to a device based world. But that's the like Microsoft's strength have always like this is what I was talking about. Like their strength has never been consumers. It's always been productivity and business and things like that. You know that's what their their business has always been, and so they've never had a strong foothold. In this world, they're trying to get in, and what it looks like the what looks like this this guy Elop or that's his name yeah Elop, uh, that's his last name. That's not his first name, <laughs> by the way. But um, what he's trying to do is get them back to what they're good at and focusing on that and, and making money. Because I mean, like server twenty like server twenty twelve, like but there's only a few things that I would go Linux over Windows in terms of server. Uh, like you know, for web servers, I always go with Linux stuff because it just it runs more consistently. But like the tools that they give you with Server 2008, Server 2012, they're really really nice tools. You know, like Office is a really nice package, a, a bit probably overpriced. I, I give them that, but it's still it's actually it's it's a really really nice package, and you can get a lot of productivity work done. They're really good at doing that, but they're not good at the consumer side. I think the consumer facing things that's why their consumer facing products fail like tablets like and i'm not ta- i'm talking pre-ipad tablets you know well, to be to be fair pre-ipad tablets apple's tablets also failed um but no but i guess my question for you though is if if let's say they go just software focused entirely at that point if if sort of office is one really the bread and butter they really start offering office for Android or for iOS to like a significant degree. You mean in terms of software offerings? Yeah, yeah. For them to say like, here we've got you know for your for your your Droid phone, here's a fully working, fully functioning Office suite that you can you know maybe you have to pay fifty bucks. I don't know, or or maybe it's you know software as a service with the uh, Office three sixty five. So you're paying your yearly premium. But if they offer that, is is that sort of the direction that they're going instead of pumping out more Halo? They, uh, they, I guess they could. I mean, if they want to, I mean, it would definitely cut off their overhead. I mean, that's two billion they wouldn't be using, uh, you know, losing in a year. 
So, I mean, it would definitely be cut, cutting off, you know, helping out in that aspect. So, I don't know. I mean, I just, uh, <laughs> it might be a good idea for Microsoft to sell off Xbox, but I just don't know who would buy it. Yeah. I don't know who would want to buy it. Can we, can we kickstart that? Who want to buy Microsoft? Oh, buy, yeah. uh, sorry, Xbox? <laughs> Who knows? Like, I don't think EA wants it. I don't think Activision wants it. They're software houses. You know, yeah. who who's willing to take that on? I don't think there's anybody that's willing to take it because nobody wants to deal with the hardware. Yeah, I don't think anyone wants that kind of trouble. What about Valve? I mean, they're. I mean, they've said. I mean, they've been looking for like a hardware partner, and they're kind of getting into it. Maybe that might be the kind of thing where like now, okay, we'll take this in, we'll merge this in with what we're doing, and now we've got sort of an established name that we can kind of link on to. But that's not a hardware partner. Like, Valve is... I mean, if they take this on, it would be a partnership, like a hardware partnership, that they'd be like, it's 100% them, and I don't think that's what Valve wants. Yeah. Plus, Valve has their own ideas. Valve is trying to take is trying to take your PC gaming experience and put it into the living room. That's what they're trying to do. What about Apple? They maybe I don't know maybe that, if they want to feel the pain. Well, I mean, like the thing about Apple is the reason why they get it. First of all, all their stuff is overpriced, way overpriced, and that's why, like that iPhone, like you have Joel, like I think like the the the, the actual price the carrier is paying for it is like eight hundred dollars, like seven hundred, eight hundred dollars, and it gets subsidized down yeah. to the price that you guys have it. So, like, all, all of their products are overpriced, especially for the type of hardware that they have. Like, overpriced and underpowered. And when you're talking game consoles, you can't do that. You can't do overpriced and underpowered. Oh, actually, no, Microsoft is doing that right now. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And look what's <laughs> happening. Like, that doesn't work for gamers. But you put a little Apple logo on the Xbox and tell me people wouldn't be drooling over that. <sighs> That one hundred dollars. Right that one hundred dollars premium. <laughs> mm, not the. Well, I guess I'm thinking from our perspective as gamers. You know, we wouldn't be drawn over that, but you know, I guess Apple fans would. I guess. I guess it could work, but I don't think Apple wants anything to do with it. Be honest with you. Sure. They already have Apple TV, and they're like they're pushing their iOS games on the Apple TV, like you know. That's that's what that's what it's looking like. You look like you're thinking. I'm looking at you. you, you think should... There's got to be somebody who would buy this. I Lenovo. don't. I don't know. Lenovo, who... Lenovo always buys our our hardware for no apparent reason. Uh, fuck Lenovo. <laughs> I, like, I, I hate Lenovo. But like, um, the only thing they the good they have is the accelerometer that stops the hard drives when you drop your laptop. Other than that, their hardware is shit. You can quote me on that, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know who would want to buy them. I don't know who wants to get into the hardware game. It's not a, like even like I said, even Microsoft didn't want to get into the hardware game. They just got stuck with it. So because they were trying to take over the living room, they're still trying to take over the living room. Let her go, man. Let her go. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? There's a lot of ifs and what ifs. We don't even know if they're gonna sell this thing. Maybe, maybe we'll talk about that more in depth. We'll do a fucking special edition if they say they're going to sell Xbox. How does that sound? And then yeah. we can spe- we'll do all types of speculation as to who's going to buy it. Yeah. In the meantime, though, let's move on to 
our next topic. We're going to try to wrap this up quick for you guys because we, we talked for about that for like 30 minutes. Um, first of all, okay, well, the first thing we're going to talk about is this new Wii U pitch commercial. It's shit. <laughs> More commercial talk? Joel, I'm going to nope. let you go. I'm, I'm going to let you take this one since we were talking for a long time. Oh, it's, it's, it is 30 seconds long that you cannot have back. Um, I, I'm not a fan of children on television and not so much that they're children on television. It's children who are acting like executives think children act on television, which is as annoying and sort of like pseudo smart as possible. So these kids try to sell their parents on the Wii with the Wii U by putting on a presentation for them. This, this drives me nuts. And the parents are just the right kind of moron to buy into it. And like, dad's like, that sounds super. Let's buy two. And it's just like, it just, it hits every aspect of my brain that makes me recoil from the Wii U. It makes me want to sell the one I have. That's how little I want a Wii U after watching this commercial. But go ahead and give it a boot up for yourself. See if it makes you in any way inclined to buy it. We've talked a couple of times already about games move the console, not a bunch of schmuck children talking about it. Just show the damn game. Show the damn game playing. Don't show it playing for like two seconds with a bunch of Mario Cats and Mario 3D World running around. Show the damn game for a couple minutes. You don't have to sell the system itself. You just have to sell the games that are specific to it, and people will buy the damn system. Exactly. Like, Nintendo's acting like, oh, it's because people don't realize what a great system this is, that's why they're not buying it. No, it's because your hardware, like, your software doesn't match up. You know, like, there's not, there's, the software is not there for people for, to make somebody want to buy it. Like you make know, people aware of these games, like Pikmin and stuff like that. People like that, but some people don't know it's out. Make them aware of that. Advertise that shit. Don't try to sell the system. People know the system's out. They just don't care. Exactly. Like there's there's no 3D Mario on the uh, Wii U yet, right? No, it was just the the Mario Super New Super Mario Brothers. I'll never Wii understand U. that. How does Nintendo not release every console with a 3D Mario? I think they were just trying to ride the the new Super Mario Brothers Wii uh, Wii's coattails a little bit, and just sort of hoping that well, people want 2D Mario now. It's like no, people wanted one 2D Mario at that moment. We're pretty. I admit, I love that game, but I sure as hell didn't want to see it again. Right. I mean, it was too early. It felt like I was playing the exact same game, but worse. So like that was not a good Mario to start off with. Terrible. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah. Advertise better. Uh, then maybe Nintendo needs to shuffle their marketing people too. Definitely. <laughs> Everybody you know, needs fireball. You know, sometimes, you know, when it comes to Nintendo, it's kind of like they're they're not competing with Sony and Microsoft. They're trying to make a unique experience, and we need to appreciate them for that. But sometimes, it's like, are they even are they living in reality right now? Like, it feels <laughs> like they they're, like they they're so far apart from reality. That mm-hmm. that that that's what it feels like sometimes. So this is one of those moments. Sometimes a lot of moments is like yes, like I I do know that Nintendo is trying to that, that Nintendo is trying to blaze their own path and be innovative. But like right now, the innovation they have isn't moving the console. So they need to rely on their software, and they just don't have the software out there. But who knows? They just may be keeping a brave face for. Uh, you know, a brave face for the investors right now. When the background be like, "Yo, turn out that Mario, turn out that Zelda. We need that Donkey Kong. <laughs> Give us a new Metroid." And then, like 2014 or end of 2014, maybe the greatest game release cycle we have ever seen. 
Joel is going to be dead because his brain pops out the back of his skull. Mm-hmm. You know, Nick quits drinking. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's going to, like, it could be glorious. Mm-hmm. You know, streamers yeah, coming from the sky. Like Sony that. and Microsoft go out of business because everybody's buying Wii U's. Best case everybody, scenario. Everybody has to have the old <laughs> Nintendo Seal quality. It's like, oh, we better take those those can those digital cans out. Except they don't do that anymore because I could get Senran Kagura on my 3DS. Yeah. yeah. You're looking very confused. I'll give you a breakdown. It's a... Uh, it's a game where ninjas with giant cans fight each other and punch each other's clothes off. Now, when you say cans, we're talking about breasts, right? That That is what I'm referring to, yes. Okay, just checking to make sure you don't actually mean giant cans, because we are talking about video games. So they <laughs> could very well be giant cans. Okay. <laughs> no, it's a, it is a new Nintendo that embraces titties, so... Yeah, just making sure. Just and they do have Bayonetta sure. 2 coming someday, so I mean... Oh, there you go. Someday. Unless it gets unless it gets the Ubisoft treatment. Oh, get so mad. <laughs> oh. I bought a stupid system for that game. Wow. Don't do this to me. Yeah, I never thought the uh, that the, the Bayonetta would be a system mover, but hey. No, I, I love that. It was my, one of my favorite action games. Just so, so crazy. Huh. I just need more of it in my life. Okay. All right, so let's talk about like, the last topic here. Let's talk about Ken Levine, and not even for that long. I guess, like, okay, basically the the Bioshock, the the um, what's it called, Burial at Sea DLC came out finally, and at max it's three hours long. But if you just play through it, it's gonna be about an hour to two hours between <laughs> between an hour <laughs> to two hours, and it's fifteen dollars, and it was getting uh. Not so great reviews because it was so short and it's fifteen bucks, which I can understand the problem with that. But Ken Levine's defense is that you know we focused on quality instead of quantity, and you know I was like you know what, uh, while I love Bioshock and I'll probably like the DLC, my there's no such thing as a quality of a dollar. My dollars only come in quantity, <laughs> you know. So that that's that's kind of the thing about it. Like I understand that it's about the quality. But at the same time, fifteen dollars for not even two hours—that's no—that's no—that's no good. You know who else has DLC like that? Sleeping Dogs. But their DLC isn't fifteen dollars. It's—it's like usually six bucks per like you know DLC you get, and the DLC will last you between an hour to two hours. You know, and at yeah, least D- huh? Saints Row 2, that happened to me. I paid, I think it was 10 or $15 for a DLC that lasted me eight minutes. Eight maybe. minutes? It was three three missions. And I swear to God, it took me about eight to ten minutes to finish all three of them. And then I was done. You can have Terry Patrick as your homie. It's like, if I could reach a neck right now, I'd choke it. It wouldn't matter whose it was. I've never been so mad in my life. And that was like one of the first pieces of DLC I ever bought. Oh wow, that would have probably never bought DLC after that again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it's terrible. And I mean yeah. this sort of thing bugs me. Fifteen bucks is too much for something that's two hours long. It it just it just is. Like around the ten buck level, there are certain things that are two hours long that feel very complete and well put together. And there are lots of things that don't. Like I've played a bunch of indie games that are short, but I feel satisfied when they're done, even if I spent ten dollars on a two hour experience. 
but there's just as many that I played that it, they just don't feel done. They feel like, I okay, I expected more. This just sort of ended abruptly. And I'm wondering if this is a case of what's going on here. Well, this is like, ep- it just, it, it's short, but it also does, it feels short is the thing. It well, this is like, episode one of ongoing like series, I guess. Um, so I, I, maybe the next episode of it or next part of, of Burial at Sea will be longer. But yeah, like for fifteen bucks, I don't know. Maybe That's they're just like too much. Well, they, they might be saying, "Sounds like somebody should have got the season pass." <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> sounds like somebody's gonna wait till it's on sale and get it for a dollar. Yeah, and not spend a penny more. Yeah, exactly. Or ask his friends at GameStop to let him borrow the downloadable disc for when the DLC becomes a greatest hits edition. Right. Yeah. Don't. Don't you actually get screwed more if you bought the season pass? Because I mean, you you had to sign up for the season pass well before, or maybe you didn't have to, but you could have signed up for the season pass well before it was clear what exactly the DLC was going to be. And now at least we know it's like okay, like it's this right here. You're getting a two hour episode, and then I want to say there were what three items in the season pass, and the first one was it was just a uh, it was just like a weapons pack more or less, and then th- th- then we get this, and I guess we get part two. I don't, I don't know if there's anything beyond that, but it see, I don't, I don't know. Like, if you sign up for the season pass, you're getting this, but you're also locked in, and you have really no say about the fact that it's two hours of content. At least for those of us who were kind of waiting to see what it was, you know, we can very well choose to vote with our wallet and say, you know, we're not going to pay fifteen dollars for this, or as, as pointed out, we'll wait till there's some kind of sale or something where we can get it for a little bit cheaper. Right. Because uh, I mean, this is something I'm definitely going to want to check out. But yeah, fifteen dollars. I mean, hell, for that much, we could buy the damn Stanley Parable. And I think that you'll get way more content out of, right? Uh, yeah, it's it's a ballpark. If you keep playing at it, yeah. And I mean, I felt that it was pretty close to being worthwhile. 15 still felt a little too expensive. For the Stanley Parable. Yeah, I felt that was more the $10 title. I think 10, 10 bucks is the most I'm really willing to pay for two hours of content. And they need to be excellent. Like if you're gonna go for something that's just okay, then Fiverr tops. How much? How much is Contrast? Contrast fifteen. Yeah, for a whole that, game. And that's gonna be more than two two hours. Yeah. I yeah, and you can get so. that for free with your PS4 if you have PlayStation Plus. Hmm. It's pretty hot. It's probably the only thing I'm gonna be playing when I get mine at launch. Because <laughs> there's no games I want to play. Right. That's why I'm. That's why I'm holding off on a PS4 until there's games I actually want to play on it. Mm-hmm. Alright, so uh, I guess that'll, that'll wrap us up here. Well, let's see what's coming out. PlayStation 4. A bunch <laughs> of games that have already come out on PS3 and Xbox. In contrast. <laughs> Pretty mm-hmm. much like a contrast. And of course there's some PS4 exclusives. Stuff that's never been on a console like Blacklight, Blacklight Retribution. That game is free to play. And let me tell you, it would be a good game if it didn't try to nickel and dime the shit out of you. I actually, because I'm good at shooters, it wasn't that bad for me because I would take somebody who bought an expensive gun or who were made an expensive gun and I'd kill them and take their weapon. And that's how I would be able to play with really nice guns. But I didn't spend a damn dime in that game because it was like, it, it, to make one gun cost like, I did the math, it cost like 20 bucks to make one weapon. Like a good weapon, and if you just wanted to buy a weapon, or like buy a pre, like a weapon that was all put together already, it was like, like ten, it was like twelve or thirteen bucks. 
way too much for one weapon. That's good, so. But, you know, yeah, that's out. I'm not going to get into that. I think I went on a tirade about that a while back. Um, but surely you have the PS4, then you have the Xbox One coming out like a week later on the, uh, well, on the 22nd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, New Zelda's out that day too, so that's what I'll be playing instead of anything on Xbox Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty stoked for that. Uh, I thought that another Pokemon was coming out, but this game called Crimson Dragon for Xbox One. It looks like the, the, the Crimson Dragon looks like the cover of uh, Pokemon Y. <laughs> so, oh, another Mario Party? Ouch. Yeah. I don't think go. anybody cares. Super Mario yeah. 3D World, I guess. Was that, that's for Wii U? Yeah, I'm, I was surprised. I thought that was a 3DS title, but, you know, I suppose they do need a new Mario for Christmas, so yeah, I'm hoping like, this will be it. How come I'm, I didn't hear about that? It's because this is the thing. Their, their marketing's misfocused. Like, they're trying to sell the damn system is instead this... of selling this. Like, I didn't even know it was for the Wii U. Isn't that the game that they're playing in the commercials, though? Yeah, but yeah, this... they're only they only play it for a little few seconds. I didn't even know about this game. The the Super Mario Two cast of Mario, Luigi, Toad, and Princess returns for their first 3D adventure. So it's the cast of Super Mario Brothers Two in 3D. So that is interesting. Is the princess going to be able to float? I hope so. I think so. Just it's, a th- it's a 3D Mario that has more than Mario. Mm-hmm. I wonder how that's going to go. Because so, Mario is typically a single-player experience, and it's 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 finely tuned. I'm, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. But I hope this, if this game is awesome, I mean, this may be what they need. Yeah, are you, you going to be getting a Wii U now? It depends how the game does. Mm-hmm. There you yeah. go. I wasn't tied up with Zelda. I'd definitely be on board with it, but uh, Zelda trumps Mario. Sorry, guys. Okay. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I'll have to keep an eye on that. I didn't even know that game existed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Nintendo's not doing their job very well. Exactly. Alright, so yeah, uh, Link Between Worlds is coming out, the new Legend of Zelda, which I may trade in the 3DS I have for the limited, limited edition Legend of Zelda. God knows I want to. I might do that. Is that the one, That's the one where he can, like, Go 2D on the walls, right? Yarp. Yeah, there's a com- there's a commercial for that that's kind of lame because it's got like a guy in the dungeon, and then he actually turns into the hieroglyphics on the wall. Yeah, it's the old so, Japanese guy, right? No, no, it's no, it's some no like twenty something odd white guy. Okay, because they the they had the I think creative director doing that in in his own version of the commercial so maybe that was just the japan one i don't know no they kind of did like the tron thing where it's like oh you're like you're sucked into the game and now you can exhibit the game's mechanics because you are link and it was uh lame it was sounds, lame. sounds lame. lame it does sound lame it was lame the, the other i thought the other nintendo commercial was better hmm. okay all right so yeah i mean like i said like I don't, these these launches if you're gonna ps4 i guess you have kill zone and knack and i don't even i don't know just that that's why i'm not getting one there's nothing i want on it there's nothing i want on it so uh that's coming out so good luck with those for those people who are going to get your ps4 good luck to everybody who's in line tonight expecting to get a ps4 that they didn't pre-order Oh god, those guys are such troopers. Jokes on you guys. I heard I heard somebody went to the Sony store yesterday 
and I guess they registered or whatever because they had pre-ordered, and they were given like a bracelet so they could come back to get in line, but they had to wear the bracelet since yesterday. <laughs> yeah, that makes yeah, – I've seen stuff like that before. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, tomorrow people will be posting pictures and screenshots and all types of shit with the PS4. For Sony's sake, I hope they're not broken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because I'm not picking mine up till Sunday, so I'll hear all about it. Yep, there there've already been some reports uh, from multiple review outlets that their PS4s were not working properly, like Kotaku and somebody else. I think it was a giant bomb. I can't remember. But there's been Cess- reports. How did Sessler's go? Uh, he didn't get one. how did ours go it's great actually (laughs) yeah i just have to go pick it up at the store and pay for it (laughs) yeah exactly there you go all right so that's gonna that's gonna wrap us up today thank you for listening and as always you can catch us on soundcloud which is soundcloud.com slash smash those buttons we're on itunes uh we are on stitcher smart radio for android and ios devices uh, we are on Twitter, which is twitter.com slash MTB site. We are on facebook.com slash smash those buttons. And we are on youtube.com slash smash those buttons. And we're currently uh, putting up a playthrough that we we did a final exam. So enjoy that uh, if you get a chance to watch it. But uh, as always, thank you for listening and have a good night. Have a or great day. weekend, everybody. Enjoy your PS4s, jerks. Which I am one. Damn it. And we're done.